Alright folks, welcome back to What's Your Next. Today we're going to be covering another section in the franchise disclosure document and this one is a biggie. This is number seven. <laughs> this is the document number seven and this one is really where a lot of people spend a lot of time evaluating what their total investment is going to look like in acquiring and running this franchise on an ongoing basis. Welcome to What's Your Next. This is the go-to podcast for aspiring business owners who want to get to the next level, escape the rat race, and give their middle finger to the corporate nine-to-five. If you want financial freedom, work-life balance, and the business of your dreams, you're in the right place. Dave and Stacy Riska, husband-wife franchising duo, openly share their successes, failures, and lessons learned in franchising, business ownership, and working with your spouse. In our previous episodes, we've kind of given you the framework for Section 5 and Section 6. This is really giving you the broad stroke picture of what it's going to look like for you in year one, the total investment that you're going to need to come up with. And it's also going to give you some framework for what, you're going to, what your expenses are going to look like on an ongoing basis. So, Stacy, do you want to add some comments to Section 7? There's a lot here, and it's truly one of the most critical sections of the franchise disclosure document. Yeah. This section, just so you know, is based on real life data, okay? Franchisors must disclose to you how the franchisees and their system are doing in this section. Now, not individually, Stacy did this, Dave did this, Bob did this, Sarah did that, no. But they collaborate all that information and they report it back in item seven as a range, an investment range. And sometimes you'll see that the range is very close in its range, but the idea gives you a low and a high. Now, some of the variables where there may be a larger range is a lot of times when there's real estate involved. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And there's different classes of real estate and different sections of the country where that's just going to vary so much. So depending on your build-out costs, that tends to be where there's a much larger range in the investment. So look at that based on where you're located. For example, we're in Washington, D.C., and if we're looking at a franchise that has a range, let's say, 50 to 150000 we know that we should budget on the higher end because everything is so much more expensive here. But if you're in the middle of the country in a smaller, more rural town, maybe you're on the lower end. So I do like that it gives you the ranges. Right. The range is great. You know, again, it's one of those things where you have you have some input on this as well and that where you live is certainly not something that's negotiable. Where you get your territory is not something that's negotiable. Uh, Stacy said Washington, D.C., is amongst the highest rents in the country. So if I were gonna evaluate a franchise for somebody here, I'm gonna put them on the high end. But what has a big impact on that, particularly is the real estate and the class of real estate. And this is where you as a franchisee have some impact. And it may make sense for you to spend the extra money for a class A space versus a class C space, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's nice to see the range but it's also something that I would not necessarily put myself at the bottom of the range because I'm in Minnesota, you know, in the suburbs somewhere in Minnesota versus Washington, D.C. 
some of this is going to have you know be impacted by the costs of where you operate your business but it's also going to be impacted by the type of real estate if you are some type of a brick and mortar so that's a really critical piece of section seven but this is truly one of the most important sections that you clearly understand before you acquire a franchise is that what is this going to look like for you in year one year two year three and the beautiful thing about it is we've been saying is that hey what other place if you're looking at a business can you get this kind of information up front you can make an informed decision you know if you bought a carfax and the, you found out that the car was flooded you know, are you going to go out and buy that car? I'm not sure I would, right? So having this information disclosed to you and giving you some type of framework for what your costs are going to look like can really help you make a very informed decision. So that's one of the beautiful things about the franchise disclosure document. It scares a lot of people away because it's so big and so long and it's almost daunting. But it's truly, really critical that you do understand this document and it's truly really really critical that what you don't understand you get the answers to either from somebody you're working with like us can help you we recommend always that you look at hiring a franchise attorney to help you evaluate your FD, FDD. And certainly during the due diligence phase, it's, it's also very important to validate these numbers when you're talking to some of the other franchisees. And again, we've had a whole episode about due diligence and talking to other franchisees and the questions to ask. You can watch one of our other episodes to get that information. But it is critical that you go through all these phases and really validate that these numbers make sense to you and you're comfortable with them. Anything else? I would just say understand how this data is put together because how many franchisees were included in this initial investment range. Many times when it's a merging brand, it will just be like the company locations and Therefore, the ranges, although they may be tighter, actually over time they may get larger because as the franchise starts getting growing and getting more buying power, you're going to find that the, the ranges, therefore, to open these locations could change dynamically. That's true. Purchasing power could bring down the price. It yeah. could, you know, again, as time goes on, it could, you know, escalate the price because the franchisor is upscaling the the model to a more I, I guess a more high scale model versus a you know mid scale or mid market model so there's a lot of things that affect these things over time and they will change year to year yep anything else all good all right that was a very important section section seven of the fdd we're going to keep moving on this is it for today's episode we'll catch you on the next episode of what's your next there are over 4,000 franchise concepts that could be your dream business. Which one is the perfect one for you? Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com and find out. Your dream business awaits. Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com now and find the perfect business that will get you to your next level.